Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled Heaven and Hell. And our foundation scriptures are Matthew chapter 25, verse 41, which says, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And then 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And as we've been learning, there are basically two heavens and two hells, and they change from one to the other at specific times. The past paradise and the immediate and present paradise, being heaven, was changed at the resurrection of Jesus. And the immediate and present hell, and then the future and final hell, will change at the great white throne judgment. And yesterday we were talking about God raising Jesus from the dead far above all power, might, and dominion. We read Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. It says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Yes, Jesus rescued all the believers who previously died in faith and led them from the past paradise, being Abraham's bosom, which was in Sheol, also known as Hades, to the immediate and present paradise we now know as heaven. Now, when a believer dies, they are immediately in the presence of the Lord in heaven. I have a chart, and if you'd like to see this chart describing the timings of these events and the placements of their changes then write to me at Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-J-I-M at T-M-H, which stands for The Master's House, and the word now, N-O-W, dot org. I'll say it one more time, P-A-S-T-O-R-J-I-M at T-M-H-N-O-W dot org. Write to me. I'll be glad to send you this teaching with a chart on heaven and hell. You see, there's no more gulf in the immediate and present hell for all who reject faith in Christ and die in their sins. And this is a good point to mention again, that it's not God's will that anyone go to hell, but it is his will that we have freedom of choice to make our own decision. He sent his son Jesus to fulfill the law of punishment for us so we don't have to. And yesterday we were talking about the next few end-time events that dictate what happens in the immediate and present paradise the immediate and present hell, and the future and final hell. And these events are, 
First, the rapture of the church into the immediate and present paradise, which is heaven. Then comes the tribulation period on the earth. After that is the second coming of Christ, with us following him on our white horses. And the fourth is the Antichrist and the false prophet are thrown into the lake of fire, which is the final and future hell. However, Satan is thrown into the bottomless pit for a thousand years, which is the immediate and present hell. And Jesus rules on earth with us as the king of kings for a thousand years, being the millennium. Fifth, Satan is released from the bottomless pit. He tries to attack us and get those living during the millennium to follow him. Then God sends fire from heaven and devours Satan and throws him into the lake of fire, which is now the final and future hell. Then God gathers all those who rejected faith and their salvation through Christ and judges them accordingly. They are sent to the lake of fire, which is the final and future hell. After that, God establishes a new earth and a new city called the New Jerusalem. And all those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life enter the new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem for eternity. Now, some may debate the timing of the rapture of the church in my timeline. I'm of a pre-trib rapture belief, and others believe in a mid-trib or a post-trib rapture. It is not my intent to engage in a debate on this subject, but I will say, whether it's a pre-, mid-, or post-trib rapture, if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, whatever happens, you will be okay. I will say, however, within a minimum of 1,007 years, the great white throne judgment will take place, and the new heaven, new earth, and new Jerusalem will be in operation. The Berean Bible Society says this, While hell was created for Satan and the other fallen angels, the unsaved of humanity from all ages will be with them in this place of torment where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth, which is out of Matthew chapter 13, verse 42. This is the everlasting reward of all that die in their sins. First, the beast, being the Antichrist, and the false prophet, they enter the final hell, being the lake of fire, at the end of the tribulation, and that's found in Revelation chapter 19, verses 19 through 20. Then Satan, at the end of the millennium, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, is cast into the lake of fire forever, being the final hell. And lastly, all the unsaved dead of all ages at the great white throne judgment, they will end up in the lake of fire, which is the eternal hell, and that's found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, and in chapter 21, verse 8. The Berean Bible Society continues. It says, The name Gehenna comes from a deep, narrow ravine south of Jerusalem where some Hebrew parents actually sacrificed their children to the Ammonite god Molech during the time of the kings. This pagan deity is referred to as Malcolm, Milcom, and Moloch in the Bible. This valley later served as the city dump, and because there was a continual burning of refuse there, it became a graphic symbol of the place of punishment for the wicked. It was named the Valley of Hinnom, which, translated into Greek, becomes Gehenna. The passages where the word is found in the New Testament plainly show that it was a commonly used expression for hell by that time. The word is found 12 times in the scriptures, being used 11 times by the Lord Jesus and once by James. 
When we consider the context, it is clear the Lord used this word in reference to the place of everlasting punishment for the wicked dead and not to the city dump. Gehenna, or the lake of fire, might be referred to as the future or final hell because it is where all of the wicked from all ages will finally end up. Satan, the fallen angels, and all of the lost of mankind will reside in torment there forever and ever. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then Romans chapter 10 verse 13, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't know about you, but I am so glad I am saved. Now we were talking a little bit about the rapture, and what will the rapture be like? What will the millennium be like? What will the great white throne judgment be like? What will the final and future hell be like? And what will eternal life in heaven be like? Well, I'll carefully attempt to answer these big questions with short answers. The rapture. Well, this word rapture is not actually in the Bible. However, it's the word we use for caught up. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And this is the message version. And regarding the question, friends, that has come up about what happens to those already dead and buried, we don't want you in the dark any longer. First off, you must not carry on over them like people who have nothing to look forward to as if the grave were the last word. Since Jesus died and broke loose from the grave, God will most certainly bring back to life those who died in Jesus. And then this, we can tell you with complete confidence, we have the Master's word on it, that when the Master comes again to get us, those of us who are still alive will not get a jump on the dead and leave them behind. In actual fact, they'll be ahead of us. The master himself will give the command, Archangel thunder, God's trumpet blast. He'll come down from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise. They'll go first. Then the rest of us who are still alive at the time will be caught up with them into the clouds to meet the master. Oh, we'll be walking on air. And then there will be one huge family reunion with the Master. So reassure one another with these words. Before the rapture, the spirit of all those who have died in faith are in heaven, and their bodies are still in the ground. There are also believers still alive on the earth. When the Master comes again to get us, first, the bodies of those who are already with him are instantly resurrected and restored to their spirit. Then we who are alive and remain are immediately caught up with them and the Lord in the clouds with our instantly resurrected body and spirit. Well, what will our resurrected body be like? Some say we'll all be 30 years old. Well, I have no idea about age, but I do know that our body will be just like the body Jesus had after he rose from the dead. If you remember, after he rose from the dead, he appeared to over 500 people in a span of 40 days. We find that in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 and 15, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 5 through 8. And he could appear and disappear. We find that in Luke chapter 24, verse 31, and John chapter 20, verses 19 through 20. He could cook food and eat food. You can find that in Luke chapter 24, verses 41 through 43. 
and in John chapter 21, verses 4 through 14. He could fly. We find that in Acts chapter 1, verse 9. And he could be touched. He proved that when he appeared to doubting Thomas, who we should call believing Thomas now, and told him to touch him and see. And that's in John chapter 20, verses 26 through 29. When we are resurrected, this will be the new body we have. We will be true immortals physically and spiritually, like in the Hollywood movies, but this time for real. Oh boy, that will be fun. So if we died today, we would be absent from the body and instantly present with the Lord. It says that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. But after the rapture, we will all have our new immortal resurrected bodies. What will we be doing in heaven before the second coming of Christ? A couple of things for sure. We'll go before the judgment seat of Christ. It mentions that in 2 Corinthians 5.10. And then the marriage supper of the Lamb mentioned in Revelation chapter 19, verse 9. These are both great events, however big subjects in themselves. And maybe we'll cover those in another daily devotional series. But for now, it's time to go. So stay tuned and join me tomorrow at the same time. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.